Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fearfully and Wonderfully Me, a podcast designed to help you become the leader you are destined to be. Today's topic is it's actually one of the most uh, popular that I have done on in the past on when I write a, a blog or something like that. Today's topic is all about boundaries. You know, here's the thing. You cannot, you cannot reach your potential as a leader as an influencer, as a person, if you do not develop and defend your boundaries. Your boundaries are the decisions that you've made relative to to decisions like how you're gonna spend your time, the relationships that you have in your life. All of those things are determined by your personal boundaries. When I talk about boundaries, I think there are really two ways that they apply, and they're a little different. There are the boundaries that we set for ourselves, and those boundaries are the acceptable limits that apply to ourselves. And, you know, that could be anything from, you know, one of my boundaries is relative to ice cream. Like, I know ice cream is not the best thing in the world for me, but I really enjoy some ice cream. And so one of the boundaries, personal boundaries that I set for myself is limiting how often I indulge in some ice cream. And I know that sounds like a silly example, but really, trust me, that bowl of ice cream is something I look forward to. But the boundary is just that acceptable limit of saying, you know what, a little bit of ice cream is okay, but I'm not going to have ice cream for breakfast every day, right? That does not serve me very well. And so I've created a a personal boundary that just says, you know what, this is how much is the acceptable limit for me relative, and here's the important part, relative to where I am and where I want to go. Now, it's absolutely okay to change that and renegotiate that boundary in the future if and when where I am now changes relative to where I want to go changes. So, for example, um, right now I'm kind of in a down season so far as my training and running and, um, you know, a little more relaxed around the acceptable limits of Um, food indulgences, whatever that, maybe that's a little extra bowl of ice cream. But, you know, I'll start training again for a fall um, season. And I really enjoy that because, you know, that's a season where I will really redefine those boundaries of acceptable limits for ice cream, for example. And, and, you know, maybe just defend those a little bit firmer, a little more, be a little more strict with myself and my eating choices, considering where I want to be in the fall with my training schedule. So life is seasonal and it's absolutely okay for you to redefine your boundaries, but it's not okay for those boundaries to be budged by other people. So boundaries that we have for ourselves are the acceptable limits for behaviors for ourselves. Boundaries that we have for other people are the acceptable limits that we set for relationships in our lives. And it's not okay for other people to try and budge those boundaries. And you cannot reach your potential either personally or professionally as a leader, as a person, 
you cannot reach your potential if you are not willing to defend the boundaries that you set because they're your boundaries. And let me tell you, if you have, if you're not willing to defend your boundaries, you don't have any boundaries, right? They don't mean anything if you're not willing to stand up for them and stand up and, and with, withhold them. So there again, if that's a personal boundary, it's really just a decision that you have made and are committed to relative to yourself. It's a, if it's a relationship boundary, it's a, deci a decision that you've made and committed to relative to somebody or some other situation. Um, for example, the, uh, one of the boundaries that I have for myself since I've, since I've, since I closed the chapter on teaching group fitness, and certainly I absolutely enjoyed that uh, season of my life. I definitely miss it. It was just incredibly rewarding to be able to inspire people in the physical dimension of health. But one of the boundaries that I set for myself when I stepped away from that season and closed that chapter, one of the boundaries that I set for, well, this is really for both myself and regarding relationships with other people, is when I, when I closed that chapter, I, I said, you know what, I'm done with that season. I do not need to go back. So one of the boundaries that I will set for myself is just making sure that I don't get caught up in other people's priorities relative to teaching group fitness. And so what I mean by that is when I said, for me, the best decision for me in terms of where I am and where I am going, I need to close that chapter and, and end that season. And the boundary I'm going to set relative to that is I'm not going to get caught up in other people's priorities. So that was the decision I made in advance. And then since that decision has been made twice, I've had two opportunities where a group fitness manager of a fitness facility came to me and said, would you consider coming in to teach? Or we're in a jam, would you teach some classes for us? Or would you be interested in coming back even to teach one class a week? Right, but the boundary that I set and that I need to defend is saying to myself, I've already made that decision. I don't need to renegotiate that. I don't need to let other people's priorities move that boundary, right? That's a boundary that I've set. It's the best decision for me. That season has closed. Uh, that chapter has closed. And so I, I've already made that decision. I've already set that boundary. And so as much as I would love to be able to help that group fitness manager out when they get in the jam and they're like, hey, we're, we're desperate for instructors, would you consider? And I just have to say no, because I have a bigger priority in my life. And that's why I created that boundary for that relationship. Now, I still go to the gym, and uh, it was interesting. I was in class not too long ago, and, and you know, I haven't been to the gym in like over a year because of the the pandemic and staying away and just, you know, trying to do what I could to not number one not catch anything myself, but also not facilitate other people getting sick. So I really hadn't been to the gym in well over a year, and uh, certainly I've missed that. But I went back um, not too long ago, about a month ago, I decided it was it's probably time and it's, it's um, relatively safe now. So I go back to class and the instructor who's been there for you know a while has uh, greeted me and welcomed me back. And, 
and just said something about, you know, I used to teach group fitness, didn't you? And I said, yep, that, that was a season of my life for 12 years. And the person said, well, you know, we could use some help. Maybe that time will come around again. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, no, that time is not coming around again because that's a boundary that, that I've already made that decision, right? I've already set that boundary. And I'm sorry that, you know, that there is help needed and in, in this opportunity, but I'm not the best person to fill that any longer. And I can say that because I have a bigger yes in my life. And so the person who was next to me said, well, why did you stop teaching? And I said, well, you know, really, number one, I travel a good bit more. It's a huge time commitment to teach group fitness. I just couldn't feel like I was giving it 100% and doing it to the best of my ability. And also focus on my writing and speaking and coaching and doing that to the best of my ability, right? Those are two competing priorities for my time and quite a lot of time. And so, you know, it was just the best decision for me to walk away. And that's the thing is I think a lot of people, probably most people, don't think about their priorities in terms of their highest and best priorities, right? A lot of times our priorities are, are we allow other people to dictate them and determine them. How, how many of your priorities are really your priorities or there's somebody else's priorities that you have adopted, right? And that could be, an example of that could be someone you're, you know, you're, spouse is looking for you to cook dinner tonight, right? That might not necessarily be your priority, but it's something that you've taken on and taken ownership and saying, hey, I'll be responsible for cooking dinner tonight. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that unless you haven't been intentional about choosing your priorities for yourself, right? And that's all I'm really saying here is that when we when we identify our boundaries, whether they're personal, whether they're relational, we just have to be intentional about creating those boundaries and in light of our priorities and what's the best for us relative to where we're going, relative to what we're called to do, relative to the path that God has put us on. What are the boundaries that need to be in place to help us get there, right? The fences, if you will. If you're traveling down a path to your calling and your purpose and you're you're on this road and you're flying down the road 80 miles an hour, there are fences on either side. Those can be great things, right? And in fact, they can be very helpful to keep you from getting off track, from getting off the road, from accidentally losing your way. Boundaries are kind of like those fences. They can be guiding, you know, they can guide you. But of course, they also can be crashed through and you're the only one who can prevent you from crashing through your boundaries. I see this a lot, not just with respect to boundaries for ourselves. I think probably where most women struggle the most with this is boundaries relative to other people. I think women have a, a natural tendency to want to be helpers and that's a wonderful thing. But a lot of times we tend to um, push our priorities aside as we adopt the priorities of other people. 
And that means we don't defend the boundaries that we have in place. This could happen in relationships. Perhaps you've decided some specific boundaries for yourself in terms of your relationships with your spouse or significant other or boyfriend, girlfriend, um, someone you're dating, romantic relationships. Absolutely, those boundaries will be different than they would be with your friend that you have coffee with, right? Those are different relationships. There would be different boundaries. But let's say, for example, that you have already decided what are the acceptable boundaries for romantic relationships. And then you meet somebody and you tell yourself, well, they don't really fit within the, the boundaries or the values that, that I thought I wanted in a relationship, but it's okay. They've got all these other good qualities that'll make up for it. You see, that's where we get into trouble because <laughs> when we identify our boundaries and, and define them, and then we are willing to, to just compromise them and we're not going to defend them, that means the boundaries really don't exist. Those guidelines, those fences that helped keep us on track are no longer there, right? And when they're no longer there, they cannot help us. Because the thing is, boundaries are helpful because really all they are is choices that you've made, usually in advance, based on your values, when you're thinking with your head, your intellect, right? Rather than making choices in the snap of the moment based on your heart and your emotions or your habits, and sometimes making decisions and choices based on our heart and our emotions or our habits don't serve us very well because we're human. We make mistakes, particularly in the, the, the heat of the moment, right? When we're just not thinking through something very clearly. We're just making a decision based on a snap judgment, based on how we're feeling that day, um, just based on a habit, like we've always done it this way. We've always responded to the situation that way. And that doesn't serve us very well, right? So when I encourage you to think about your boundaries, particularly the boundaries that don't budge, because those are the ones that you need. Those are just decisions that you're making right now before you get to that critical, you know, fork in the road, if you will. You're already deciding, based on where I am today and where I'm going to be tomorrow, I need to turn right when I get to that fork in the road. And so when you get to that fork in the road, you've already made that decision. You're not going to be tempted, nearly as tempted, maybe, maybe tempted a little bit, but you're going to get to that fork in the road and you're going to be much more likely to stay on track and say, nope, I know where I'm going. I know the direction I'm going. I've already mapped out how I need to get there. I need to turn and take this right fork and not the left fork because I know that left fork might sound like a fun time, but it's not going the direction I need to go. And I've already decided I'm going this direction. So when you think about that, <laughs> boundaries that don't budge can serve you very well. Now, as I mentioned before, it's absolutely okay to say, you know what, the, the, the season of life has changed. That needs to change too. That's okay, right? That's making a very informed, proactive decision up front in light of the seasons of life changing or the circumstances based on your values. As you grow, your values hopefully will grow with you. 
And what I mean by that is your values will become more focused on um, what's really most important to you and to your heart and to your purpose and calling. I mean, you're still going to value some of the same things that you valued 10 years ago, 20 years ago. But what happens is that as we mature and as we grow and as we develop, we really hone in on the values that are the most important to us, the most impactful, the, the values that are most um, foundational for us in terms of who we are and where we want to go, right? And so as you as you grow, you may find that your boundaries become more um, defined. You may also find, or I hope you find, that as you grow and as you develop, you are much more likely, much quicker to defend your boundaries, right? Because as you develop your character and as you grow personally, number one, you have much more clarity on why those boundaries are there and that they are healthy and you know why you put them there. You're much more likely to defend them because you're like, no, 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 no. I really know that these are good things for me. And so much quicker to defend them um, much sooner and much less likely to let other people budge them for you. And I, I used the analogy and fearfully and wonderfully me become the woman you are destined to be. I used the analogy of, of character being like a tree and its roots. And if you haven't grown and developed your character, you're kind of like a little seedling that someone has transplanted into the ground. You don't have very strong roots. You don't have very strong branches. And it's so easy for just someone to step on you the right way. And it just totally smashes your tree into the ground, right? But over the years, over the seasons, if you grow and develop, that tree becomes stronger and more strongly rooted in your values and your foundation. And then even a strong wind might blow, but it's not going to blow you over. It just, you learn how to, to blow with the wind, but you always come back upright, even um, as the storm passes. Right. And I like that analogy because it's very visual, but we've all seen that little bitty you know, seedling or little bitty tree that just doesn't take anything for it to fall over or get smashed or pushed or uprooted, right? And our character is much the same way. And when it comes to developing and defending our boundaries, it's so important for us to remember that we've got to continually grow and develop our character, right? Character is who we are as a person. It's not what we do, but who you are is going to determine what you do. Until next time. Start increasing your influence and maximizing your potential with Rhea's audiobooks. Available at audible.com, amazon.com, and iBooks. Please visit RiaStory.com to learn about Rhea's books, resources, speaking, and training programs. Thanks for listening.